Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And let me tell you, it is the first podcast of 2019, and already 2019 is off to a strange start for me. So I have no doubt the tone has been set for what the rest of this year is going to be like. Let me explain. Yesterday, of course, was New Year's Eve, and I am here at my residence in Las Vegas, Nevada, which, of course, is one of the most popular attractions for New Year's Eve. And I got out of the blue a text yesterday from Jimmy Church saying that he was in town here in Vegas for New Year's and um, basically, you know, implying that maybe we could get together. Now, Jimmy Church has been interviewing me on his show Fade to Black for many years and he also does guest hosting for Coast to Coast AM. Jimmy is one of the most intelligent, just best interviewers out there in the world. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. Um, whenever you listen to Jimmy Church, you know you're going to be listening to a thoughtful conversation. And when I'm about to go be interviewed by Jimmy Church, I really do my best to get all my details down pat because I know he he wants to go to that level of detail. And so that's one of the things that makes his programming so great. And that's why I admire what he does so much. And yet, even though We've spoken so many times over the years that I think of him as a friend. I've never met Jimmy Church in person. And what makes the timing of this even stranger is that not long ago, maybe like a week ago or something like that, I saw, I guess it was a Facebook posting, um, Jimmy was having a party of some kind at the Rainbow Bar and Grill in Los Angeles, California. And that's where Jimmy lives. And uh, I don't remember exactly what, again, the nature of the party was, but uh, there was a picture posted of Jimmy posing with one of my friends who works for NASA. And so that just reminded me, it's just odd that I'd never gotten to actually have the opportunity to, to meet Jimmy in person. We just never quite crossed paths in that way. So for Jimmy to text me on New Year's Eve and say he was in town um, seemed like an exciting opportunity to ring in the new year by getting to meet such an interesting guy for the first time. But uh, there was a problem, and that is when I called him up and we connected by telephone, he explained that he had come into town with a large group of people and, uh, you know, friends and family, but, you know, a a number of them. And he posted some pics and stuff on his website. Facebook page and Twitter page, so it's not like I'm giving away anything that he wants to keep private. So he came in to celebrate Vegas here with a bunch of people, and they were staying at the Venetian. And the Venetian is one of my favorite hotel casinos in all of Vegas, Uh, and it is right in the thick of everything on the Strip. And you may or may not realize that yesterday... Being New Year's Eve, so many people came into Las Vegas. They were saying it was going to be at least about 375,000 people were going to come in just to celebrate New Year's Eve. The authorities decided to shut down the Strip 
the entire length of the strip starting at close to 6 p.m. and for the rest of the night. And this, of course, is in part for stringent security, but, um, you know, it also is a rare opportunity for people to just get out and, and walk back and forth. The problem is, um, if you are in the middle of the strip, uh, after 6 o'clock, you're kind of stuck there, you know, because you're, you're not going to be able to get easy access out of there. And then uh, I, my condo is close to the Strip, but it's not on the Strip. It's, it's south in the southern part of Vegas, and I can look out my window and have a great view of the Strip and all that. But I'm not actually on the Strip itself. And so therefore, you know, I'm located outside the Strip. He was inside the Strip. We were trying to figure out if there would be a way for us to get together without one of us getting stranded either inside or outside of the strip and it just wasn't going to work out time-wise by the time we talked it was getting too close and so traffic was a nightmare so anyway long story short is that I was not able to get together with Jimmy Um, he had to leave early this morning and it was just a matter of the logistics of how insane it gets in this town and in this area around New Year's Eve but here is the really weird part Jimmy said that What reminded him that I might be around and that he should contact me was that he and his wife, Rita, were walking around the Venetian, where they have some great shopping areas around the canals, and he said he looked over and lo and behold, swear to God, there was Joshua P. Warren. Went walking by and then disappeared into the crowd. And that's when the light bulb went off. He said, oh, yeah, I know Josh spends a lot of time out here. I bet that was Joshua Warren. And so he contacted me on, you know, thinking that there was a very good chance that I was at the same place where he was. And, of course, if that had been the case, then oh, how cool would that have been for us to get together and hook up? But I wasn't there. As a matter of fact, yesterday I never left my house i mean just because i didn't want to get out into all the madness i got stocked up on my own champagne and snacks and you know lauren and i had a cozy little evening here watching the various news feeds from around the world and then of course last night when midnight hit they had a spectacular fireworks show that we could watch from the warm comfort of our living room so jimmy said i could have sworn he says this this guy who walks past me looks just like you to such an extent that you know i contacted you immediately just in case we were in the same same room basically and i would say about 10 days ago lauren and i went to a uh, a restaurant slash bar slash gaming area that we've been to many times before we walked in, sat down at the bar. Now these are bar they only have like three or four bartenders at the time of evening that we would usually go to this place. So we've we've met them all. And we sat down and the bartender says something about the last time we were there and of course Lauren and I are a little confused and then the bartender says like you guys were in here last night, right? Nope. Nope, it's been um probably been a couple weeks before we'd been into that place once again bartender can't believe it i said geez is there some security footage around here that we can access because 
you know, this is this is somebody seeing me and Lauren and saying dead ringers, dead ringers. And you know, this is a phenomenon that I have dealt with throughout my life. I've told you this before. Uh, this started for me when I was probably around uh, 18 years old, something like that. And since then, it has occurred to me, uh, occurred regarding me all over the world. Um, you know, there was a time when, honestly, it, it became so prominent that uh, when I was in Asheville, I began to wonder, is it possible that I could be schizophrenic or I could have some kind of multiple personality dis- disorder where I go out and I do something as this other personality that I have no memory of. I mean, because if you had a problem like that, that's the only way you would know, right? I mean, I, I guess that's how, how it would appear to you if you had that problem. And so I thought, is it possible that I, you know, I got some kind of mental problem and I go out and I live this whole other life by other names and everything and uh, um, people are confused by it and I just have no memory of it. But I quickly realized over time that that was impossible. The main thing is that when I went to Puerto Rico, um, I I mentioned this on on another podcast, I mean, I was... uh, at one time trying to sell merchandise in Puerto Rico. And so I had some really cool Chupacabra t-shirts printed up and I was sort of traveling around and seeing if I could get gift shops to carry these Chupacabra t-shirts. And so I didn't have a car, um, but there was this one gift shop way out on the edge of the El Junque rainforest, which takes about an hour and a half to drive to out in the jungle from San Juan and so I had a guide named Manuel take me out there Uh, we got into his vehicle I'd never been there before he took me there and as soon as we walked in the door the guys who ran the place it was like a family-owned business they were happy as hell to see me and treated me like an old friend and I quickly realized that they thought they knew me. And when I told them, no, I think that uh, you're mistaken, they thought I was joking because they said that just a couple of days before I had been in that shop and I had been trying to sell them Chupacabra T-shirts. Now, listen, folks, a couple of days before, I wasn't even in Puerto Rico. I hadn't flown out yet. Not to mention the fact that when I got there, I didn't know where I was going. Manuel had to pick me up and take me out to this place in the jungle. I could give you story after story after story. I've even lost friendships because I've been accused of uh, doing something or saying something that I didn't do. And so it's particularly odd to me that as this new year kicks off, Jimmy Church has what amounts to what sounds like a doppelganger-type run-in with me, right as I'm about to dig into a lot of this new time machine experimentation. I don't know if it's accurate to call this time travel, because, you know, time travel implies that you're able to somehow... I guess pop in one end of the thing and pop out somewhere else from the other end, you know. 
even if it's one minute ago or whatever. But for now, I, I think it's best to call it a time machine. A machine that has the ability to warp time in some way. Most likely to slow it down. So, we, you know, Lauren and I have had these crazy conversations. Is it possible? Is it possible that I have had success already with some of this time travel experimentation? And that I have been seen throughout my entire life on a different but closely related uh, parallel timeline. That, you know, this may be, because it's one thing if a doppelganger is seen on one occasion or a double or something like that, like almost a part of your spirit has split in half and been projected outside the body. That's one thing. It's another thing when you have a pattern all throughout your life of people um, seeing you in impossible places and feeling 100% confident. And now it's gone beyond me. It also includes Lauren. And of course, I guarantee you, uh, she's, you know, Lauren, she assists me with all my experimentation. So if I make some progress in my life with this time machine stuff, then I'm sure that she will be a part of it, which would explain why that, to a certain extent, you would probably experience her as a doppelganger as well. Is this getting pretty far out there? You're damn right it is. But how do you explain this stuff otherwise than to just say, oh, it's incredible how mistaken that people have been over and over and over and over every time they have seen you. And then here, you know, uh, that I'm working on time experimentation, making some headway, it really does make you think that maybe I haven't done it yet, but I am going to, and possibly even over the next week, I am going to create some type of a rift in space-time. And if the butterfly effect works the way we think it does, then we can't even imagine the chain reaction that could create rippling throughout the cosmos and maybe taking one small change and bending it into a much larger change after a certain point of reactions. It's kind of like if you take a fishing line and you just give it one little tug on one end. Well, if you're the fish on the other line, by the time that tug reaches you, it might seem like a giant tug. So, we don't know what we're doing here. It's, it's, it's that great quote by Einstein, right? If we knew what we were doing, we wouldn't call it research. So I don't know exactly what I'm doing here, but I will tell you that it appears, if all goes according to plan, it appears that over the next week or so, I will have everything that I need to conduct my uh, fiber optics time machine experiment. And I'll let you know what happens. Whatever it is, ASAP, I will let you know what occurs. So you want to stay tuned to this podcast. And I'll tell you something else. And this this is where I have to you know, acknowledge my own understanding of the conspiratorial and my own sense of perhaps paranoia but if I make 
some type of a significant discovery along these lines, it is possible that that information will be suppressed very, very quickly by some other powers out there, greater, greater than me. You know, like I say, I am, I'm an independent investigator and researcher and experimenter. I don't do this stuff for any company, any lab, any government organization. I'm doing this on my own. And so what this means is that when I get a finding, I should be able to share it with you whenever I want and however I want. But that doesn't mean that some organization may find that what I have done is threatening and come in and immediately do everything possible to suppress it. I'm telling you this because don't wait to listen to these podcasts and let because some people say like oh I build them up for a week and then I listen to a bunch in a row well if you do that you might miss one because it's possible that if I come out with a big discovery and I post it it's only going to be there for a little while and then it could just da- it just vanish okay just disappear so be sure you listen as quickly as you can to these podcasts when they come out and you can also download them save a copy for yourself and also you want to make sure you subscribe to my free e-newsletter at joshuapwarren.com at joshuapwarren.com and that is because uh, in doing so you are going to ensure that uh, you are also going to receive the first email notification so that's important next thing is the the uh, roulette wheel experiment is moving into phase three starting this thursday night and i'm confirming let's see that everything's looking okay with this yep all right so this thursday night january 3rd 2019 at 8 p.m i'm going to spin the roulette wheel three times and then same as last time um I will post, I'll tweet right afterward what the correct colors were because each time it could either be red or black or green. Now you cannot participate in this unless that you started with phase one and then you have now worked your way accurately to where we are right now, which is phase three. So I got an email the other day from a guy, I haven't replied yet, but he just now heard about the experiment. And he said, oh, man, yeah, I'd like to have a chance at a million dollars. How do I get involved? Well, it's too late. That's why you have to stay on top of these podcasts and on top of my e-newsletter. It's too late. You cannot join the experiment at this point. Um, Now, I will be doing more experiments in the future. But even then, it'll be the kind of thing where you you have to jump in there when I tell you to. To start the experiment. That's the nature of how this is going to work for the foreseeable future. So, for those of you who have made it this far, uh, it's going to be a big one Thursday night going there to the casino to see if I can get three spins in a row correct. So far, our accuracy has been 100% because when I did the first spin, it was correct. 
when I did the second session with two spins in a row, they were both correct. And now I'm going in for three spins in a row, and let's see if they are all correct. This is exciting stuff, man, exciting stuff. All right, so stay tuned for all that and a lot more. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, there's no period after the P, joshuapwarren.com, you can sign up for my free e-newsletter there. You'll also find a link to this podcast. It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. Always short, always free, and you can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will tweet when a new one is available. So that is it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. Happy New Year. And I will talk to you again soon.